in the cursed woods of midnight. It's laying that's lost to light. Monsters roam and magic flows and you're hiding fear each night. <clears throat> as Renan is walking through town, she is seen as a demure and gentle looking elven woman. She has a wooden looking mace, though on closer inspection, it's a lot of rusted material on a metal mace. I'm just a little guy, you know, I'm just a, a little guy in a big world trying to get by. You know, the, the always one step ahead of Johnny Law. There's a there's a thing that happens when you, you carve space out of a forest and, and those little trees get knocked around and bent and broken and they grow back from those breaking points in weird ways. And that's the impression people get a Lambert. As I walk into Valenka, they see a mighty handsome woman. Strong jaw, aquiline nose, violet eyes, ponytail, long all the way down to her hips, which rock as she walks thunderously over the cobblestones. You are here for the wagon, yes? It comes tomorrow! Every single person that has left with that wagon train, ain't none of them come back. <gasps> Breezy grabs his sword. If you're a cop, you have to tell us! I, I need a fresh coat of paint on Renan Jr. Shall we? Sure, we're already invested, it seems. Don't scuff the boots! I really don't want to... I don't want to... I don't want to have an indigestion in the morning again. Austin, no, bruh! I say... You know who Lambert was asking about gods? What if one is dead? What do you think you're here to do exactly? We go back to a small little town in the middle of nowhere in the dead of winter called Valenka, where over the past few days, some infamous adventurers and unique individuals have been making their way in the hopes of getting quite a bit of gold or perhaps explore some unusual quandaries of how they were found in the first place. Paula, Reevesy, Renan, and Lambert standing in the wake of their devastation with several uh, sleeping uh, bro ruffians one whose legs are now split and bent the wrong way. You're going to want to see a doctor for that. <laughs> and another who is torn mostly to shreds, their head now completely removed from their body. It might show up again. You all make your way into the tavern, hoping to get some answers in the morning. You guys... Wake up the next morning, everybody's feeling rested, if not still a little bit unsure of what the future holds. There is a smell of, like, baked fruit kind of emanating through the hall. You make your way downstairs. You see Olga is watching this giant iron pot that looks like it's full of, like, pears and apples and sort of hearty fruit that are sizzling on, on a... It's almost like a giant griddle um, with a bunch of different stuff that she's tossing into it. It smells very nice. And then immediately, you notice two things. The ruffians and folk that were there last night are gone. 
if you peek outside, everyone that was sleeping outside, gone. Headless body, gone. <laughs> Olga, you know, keeps a tight ship. <laughs> the second thing that you notice is that sitting on the far side, in the seats that you guys were sitting in yesterday, exactly the same table, you see a small, slender figure, an older-looking gentleman with a large, large leather case. It almost looks like a doctor's bag, but like two times as big. And sitting on either side of him are what are very clearly well-armored individuals that are trying somewhat to conceal how well-armored they are. They have these big cloaks that are bulky, Mm. And you see some nice-looking weapons leaning up against the table. Uh, I walk up towards the table, but I join his side to go look closer at the weapons. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> hello there. Oh, hello. Can I... may I? Are you here for the job? Uh, you have to bring that up with my manager, but I just... I would like to see this a little closer, if that's okay. And I start to, like, reach for it. Oh, What? The weapons of my guards? Oh, yeah. I don't think so. Please, what's your name? Ren Reevesy. <laughs> Ren Reevesy. Do we have a Ren Reevesy? Did you get a letter? Yes. Well, my manager got a letter. Or are you one of the ones that's just showing up? Um, I wouldn't just show up. I got a letter from my manager. Okay, let's check in ours for, and you see the guard take the case, pull it open. <laughs> Amazing. Pulls out a file and hands it to him. He flips it open, and you see a very well done illustration of your face and a bunch of writing. They have you written as Renin, not Ren Reeves. That that's all right. Um, wonderful. Here, are you? Uh, are you here with anyone else, or are you attempting the the journey on your own? I have friends. I see some others behind you that look quite unscrupable. I'm assuming that... Are you are you here for the job as well? And he kind of like yells out to you guys. Reevesy is in the process of trying to get several mugs of whatever's <laughs> going on in that, <laughs> in that kettle. All right, make a stealth uh, or sleight of hand check. Okay. <laughs> That's a 10. <laughs> you go to reach for it. You feel the weight of... A thousand grandmas <laughs> hit you in the back of the hand as Olga slaps you away and says, not finished yet. Chocolate thrown at you from across the all room. All right, all right. Oh, gracious. I figured it, if you're making something for breakfast, have it have it ready for when you, 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 your patrons or, or whatever. I'd, I'd rather not have to go over this a bunch of times today. So if you're interested in, if you're here for the job as well, please come forward. Lambert's going to grab Paula real quick, just like a very quick aside mm -hmm. and say, I don't know what brought the three of you here, but what brought me was to find out how I was found out. No one should know my identity and my connection to what you saw outside last night. I don't know who these people are, but somehow they know who I am. Hmm. Frankly, I'm annoyed that they don't know who I am. And she's going to storm over to the table, slam down. No, that um, wasn't what I was, was it, okay. <laughs> Reynard's, uh, Reynard, slam down his letter. What is the meaning of this? We're offering quite a bit of gold for a little bit of work. I, I understand. I can read. But 
My point is, why wouldn't you send a letter directly to me as the leader of my tribe and the most skillful? Reynard, Reynard sent you instead, I assume? Uh, no, no, he died and I found this letter instead and frankly I'm insulted. So, uh, as such, when I come back successful, I expect double the amount of gold for this insult. Interesting. Let's just give me one moment and I, make sure I know who everyone is here. I don't recognize you. And he points to you, uh, Reevesy, and he says, let me guess. He pulls out a file and he says, Humboldt? Yeah! Sure. <laughs> Please. I'm their manager. Uh, and Reezy pops up on a stool next to Renan and just like swings his legs back and forth like a six-year-old. It's fine. We don't have any rules against bringing others with you. And, and you, sir? Well, I'd be curious as to the name you have in that big bag of yours. Are you one of those mysterious named fellows, like the Shadow Whip? We've got quite a <laughs> few uh, unusual characters here. <laughs> Look under the bees. Let, let me guess, Windraiser. Hmm? No, it's Bert. No, he's too scraggly for that. Bert. Bert, yeah. At least that's what he said yesterday. Don't I have a Lambert? No, I think it's just Bert. Lambert. <laughs> Lambert slowly lowering a hand onto Reeves's shoulder. <laughs> I will end you. <laughs> he opens the file. His eyes kind of look at it qu like quizzically and then look at you, close it, pulls out Reynard's file, looks at it for a second, closes it, puts them all away, locks the case, looks up to you, Paula. Here's the situation. My patron needs something, someone retrieved, someone very, very important. And against my better judgment, he has been reaching out to the more unscrupulous characters of the realm. Who are you calling unscrupulous, buddy? What is unscrupulous? I think it means without scruples, which is honestly probably pretty accurate. The reason why we reached out to Reynard was because he had done a bit of work for us in the past. We knew that he would be interested in this sort of thing. I... We did not reach out to any elders of any clans because that is not this sort of job. And if you do not understand that this is not this sort of job, then perhaps it's best that we part ways right now. <sighs> perhaps you've not really dealt with uh, my people before, but generally... Oh, no, I have. The, the Krakow? Yes, yes. Oh, interesting. It looks, and he sort of takes those through your file, looks like you're running out of game and some of your water sources are drying up. That's terrible. Truly terrible. I imagine not. You'd spend the gold to relocate or to try to renew your area of fauna, maybe bring in new animals. That's a good idea. Paula um, is going to slam a fist on the table and lean over and say, that's none of your business what I do with the gold, or how I deal with my people. That is true. Let me put it another way. And he, his eyes go from you to Renan to Lambert, and then back to you. It is not just that you are unscrupulous characters that you were reached out to. You are unscrupulous characters 
in need. And you have made it this far. So, let me put it simply. This is not a matter of whether or not you want to do a job. This is a matter of whether or not you succeed. If you succeed, you will be given 30,000 gold each. You can do with it whatever you want. And if you don't succeed, it would be a shame if all of the animals in your territory suddenly went ill, wouldn't it? And then he looks to you, Lambert. Wouldn't it be a shame if the cackling hound had no place to rest when not hunting? And then he looks to you, Renan. Got nothing on us. And wouldn't it be a shame if the military knew where you were? What's that about? And what you've been up to. So, shall I tell you about the job? Might as well. Wait, hold on, Renan. What's he talking about? Excellent. <laughs> and he pulls out a document. He seems to be like completely ignoring you. <laughs> He's under the eyeline. <laughs> He pulls out a, 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 a map, slams it on the table. Ooh, that's a nice map. There is an... <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> he sort of like twists in his chair a little bit. Not many people uh, appreciate good cartography. Uh, it's nice to... Nice... It is a nice map. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I mean, I can see you, you, you really put in some nice details. We spent no expense it's, on this. It, it really shows. Yes, yes. Do you like the, the borders Yeah, as they're well? extraordinary. The calligraphy the is extraordinary. It's really nice quality. <clears throat> yes. There's some places on here that I don't recognize. Anyway, wait, wait, wait. If you survive this, we'll, we'll have a conversation about it later. <laughs> wonderful. There is an arcanist that we have been searching for for some time, and his location has been discovered. It is in a place called... Uh, the Midnight Woods, the Midnight Forest, the Forest of Night. I don't, the name is old, and it is a forest not too far from here, about a day and a half travel north. And you see... The Cursed Woods of Midnight? I don't know. I've never heard of them being cursed. It's just a forest. But... <laughs> we met a guy who called up the Cursed Woods of Midnight, that's all. Well, old places do have old stories, don't they? Shall I tell you what the job is? Please, and Reevesy, if you interrupt again, I will silence you myself. Lambert standing behind Reevesy and just slowly loosening the bracers on his arm. Okay, okay. have a fucking snack. About a day and a half travel north of here is this forest. And perhaps it is cursed because we have sent many people to retrieve this arcanist. And none have returned. Not just our own men, but several privateers such as yourselves. This arcanist is incredibly important. His life is incredibly important. We do not need him dead. In fact, we need quite the opposite. We need him alive, healthy, safe, protected, back in our care. He is going to not be interested in coming back to our care. Uh. Is it known if this arcanist has any allies with him? I do not know. Um, what I can say is that he is a very skilled weaver of the arcane. I imagine that if he does not have allies, he will have something. I am not a magic man myself, but I have seen some strange wonders behind closed doors that whether or not he has allies with him, I imagine he will be your biggest concern. Now, I'd like to know what I'm walking into. Was this, was this feller cornered here, or you happen to find out he was staying here? Oh no, he left our care... Ooh. Maybe a year ago? We've been looking for him for a while. Only found his location out a couple months ago. He's left your care. 
That is the term that my patron prefers to use. Is this a kidnapping? I believe that's how this would be defined, yes, Ms. Renan. Uh, Reedsy kind of stands up on his chair so that he's kind of eye level with everybody else uh, and gets this really stony expression on his face and says, All right, I have a really important question for you. Oh, yes. Oh. Are you a cop? You legally have to tell us if you're a cop, otherwise it's entrapment. No, I am not a cop. Inside check. <laughs> Actually, I want to do an insight check anyway, just in general. Not necessarily on the cop thing. But... <laughs> Reezy only cares about the cop thing. That's a 17 minus 1 for a 16. He's probably not a cop. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> probably not. Probably not a cop. He's probably not a cop. Uh, roll an insight check also, uh, Paula. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. I thought I got double one. I was about to fucking flip that <laughs> shit. Um, <laughs> uh, with advantage. I uh, got an 11. With a 16 and an 11, here's what I'll say. Every single thing that he said to you, both in terms of what he is offering, what needs to be done, and what will happen if you don't take this job, he feels deeply confident is true. Without stymieing everything too much, can Lambert not, he's not looking for the scent of the letters, but this time he wants to just rule out that scent of chai that he got last night. Oh. No chai. No chai. Okay, so no, no, no hint of it. All right. Just kind of files that away in his head. If you have any questions, please ask now. I will let you know. When do we get the gold? When you return with the Arcanist. You're just going to give it to us lump sum and then we're free to go? Yes. Where do we bring the guy? Here. Do we have to wait for you to come back after like a week or are you going to stick around until we get back? You will have to hold him here. Oh, boy. That's going to cost you extra in hotel fees. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Probably not a cop. <laughs> and he turns to the other three of you. Are there any other questions that you have? So you're saying that we have to keep an incredibly powerful arcanist uh, still or unconscious for a whole week before you get back? Just keep the sap away from him. Easy peasy. Yes, most arcanists require a fuel source to achieve magic. If he is separated from it, he is just a man. I see. Lambert, Lambert kind of steps back a little bit as you say that. He's looking visibly uncomfortable. Hmm. Um. Well, I'm good to go. <laughs> <laughs> the door to the inn kicks open with a big, loud thump, And a halfling walks in wearing a bright purple and gold cloak that looks more like a costume than a cloak. Um, they have a gold rapier at their side and a bandolier of daggers that all look gold also and they stroll right up to the table, and they, like, lean their hands on the table, and, hey, how's it going? Lambert lowers his head right next to Reevesy from behind and says, are you feeling inadequate yet? <laughs> <laughs> Why would I be? Dang, son. Get a load of this jabroni. <laughs> oh. You're a funny guy. I'm enjoying this quite a lot. 
Are you the one, and he points at the old man, are you the one that's giving people all the gold to go find some bloke? He's like, yes, I am. He goes, great. Well, you don't need to hire anybody else. I'm taking care of it. It's a waste of time. And he walks out. Oh, man. No, that's actually really great for us. Let's let him go first, trip all the traps, deplete all of the magical resources, die in the process, and then meet shield plan A. I like this plan. Yes, I'm pretty sure we're going to find his body on the road. Yeah, that's going to be gratifying. Yes, that was <laughs> weird. <laughs> we do have some supplies for uh, you for the road. Rations, um, tents, camping things, if you need any of that. <laughs> Love that that guy didn't get any supplies. That's pretty great for us. If you want, one of my guards can escort you to our wagon and they'll get you set up. I would recommend leaving uh, sooner than later as the nights are quite cold. Can I make a, um, as we go outside to check this wagon, can I make a quick, like, I guess, insider investigation? I'm, Lambert's looking for, where the fuck is that gold? How did they get that up here? Lambert was a carpenter by trade. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking to see if it's, if it's how, how heavy is this wagon loaded? What are the horses pulling the wagon? So maybe a survival check? I feel like that makes sense. Oh, 10. With a 10, you notice two things about the wagon. The first thing that you notice is that the door to it is open as you guys walk out. Like, it's just, like, sitting open. The second thing that you notice is that it's an armored wagon. So it probably could hold more weight than an ordinary wagon. Everything looks reinforced with, like, wrought iron. And the wheels and, like, the axle as well. Like, everything is very sturdy looking. Gotcha. Hey, that's not supposed to be open. The guard next to you runs up to the wagon, looks in. Hey, hey. And you see off in the distance, <laughs> the little dude. maybe a oh, hundred no. feet away, running, <laughs> running at full speed, just north into the wilderness. You see a little guy with oh, a bright no. purple and gold cloak holding under his arms, just like stuff, like just like handful of stuff. And he goes, I got some stuff we're going on the, we're going we're going on an adventure we're gonna be the heroes this time yeah why is he talking in the in the plural i have no idea oh god i'm gonna be in so much trouble yeah probably okay wait let's wait 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 don't don't, don't just don't like wait, let's just and he starts like look at this okay um uh, okay how about this uh what if i give you guys not the supplies that i was supposed to but uh the, whatever you want from the wagon and you don't tell anybody that that we just got stuff stolen from a little crazy colorful. <laughs> Lambert Lambert puts a hand back on Reeves' shoulder and then stares at the guard and says, "I want your boots." Oh yeah, my oh uh oh god oh. Lambert's been barefoot this whole time. <laughs> Fuck it. And he, he like sits down in the snow and like starts unbuckling and he takes off his boots and kunk, kunk. Takes them off, hands it to you. Appreciate it. Uh, Reevesy is just in the caravan. Reevesy, roll me, roll me some sort of scrummaging check. Uh, <laughs> scrummaging check. Sleight of hand? <laughs> sure, that's fine. That works for me. Cool. <laughs> uh, that's going to be an 18. An 18. Nice. So it's mostly mundane, ordinary looking mm -hmm. stuff. But you spot something that make your eyes go a little, hmm. Now, there's no writing on the outside of the cart at all but inside of the cart as you're digging you notice something on 
one of the beams on the inside wall and it's like a it's like it's like little like numbers like like burned in mm-hmm. the only carts you've ever seen that have that where they have like serial numbers on them mm-hmm. are imperial carts sure i imagine that like the local drunk tank wagons <laughs> from agravar probably are where i'm familiar with that yeah yeah basically any like of the government yeah. wagon will have numbers on it to indicate what it is so they are the police yeah <laughs> <laughs> If anybody else wants to take supplies, I think just like travelers stuff, right? Like that's super mundane, like rations and campfire gear. Any um, health potions, you know? No health potions. No. Maybe pants. Pants? For Lambert. I'm taking extra clothes. Extra clothes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty quickly after you guys are done rubbaging, you see the guard who's like trying to show you where stuff is sort of like stand up really straight. And you see the older man and the other guard walk out, and it looks like they're setting up the wagon to like leave, expecting you to leave as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. I do hope you are successful. We haven't had any luck yet, but my goodness, it, wouldn't it be wonderful? Might as well get going. Make their way south. I'll get this over with, I suppose. Has anyone thought to consider where our benefactor is getting such a fortune? Yeah, it's the Empressar. That was my thinking as well. Imperial Wagon serial number SJ35269. Oh, fuck. All right, well, in that case, yeah. Um, cool. Yeah, they're the cops. <laughs> That's why I asked him if they were the cops. I hate it when cops lie, you know? So we do the work of the Empressar. I mean, I'm down for finding this guy, but, like, I don't work for the cops. I, I generally don't care how much the money is, because they're just going to take it back from you anyway. I just don't take too kindly to being threatened. I didn't like what he said about things not going so well for us should we fail. So I'm interested to see what this arcanist maybe can offer instead. Ooh, we could shake him down. Maybe he's got 90, 120,000 gold. all right and you guys start traveling (laughs) north yeah (laughs) um i think as we light out uh i want to have a quick sidebar uh with uh with renan just to to kind of follow up please uh miss renan i know that uh you were concerned about doing some light crime and uh i'm just curious as to how you how you feel about kidnapping in the name of authority I mean, yeah, I heard the kidnapping, and I was like, kidnapping's not really a light crime. Uh. Depends on who you're kidnapping, I guess. He did have threatening information, though, so. Yeah, what was the deal with the whole. the whole military thing? I thought you were strictly freelance. I mean, I was part of the military before I died. Before you what? Before I died. Before you what? Uh, I was in the military, there was a war, I died, and then I went to this weird place where dead people go, and I had the option to leave, so I left. You just, like, walked out? I mean, like, 
there was no one at the door stopping me. So I just left. Huh. That seems like a security breach. Is there anybody looking for you? Maybe the military? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess technically you're AWOL. Can you be AWOL after you die? That's what I thought. Because, like, technically, I heard some voice ask me if I wanted to, like, rejoin my people. And I just, I didn't like dying. So I said no. Huh. I mean, I get that. That doesn't seem to appeal. Yeah, it wasn't the most fun sensation. Yeah, I, I mean, I would I would imagine not. Um, it's pretty wild that you were able to just walk back out, but... Yeah, that's not good. They could get you for desertion and all that. But, like, I'm technically still dead. Like, I don't sleep. Oh? I figured you were just training. I figured you were just, like, one of those 3 a.m. training types. <laughs> no, usually when you just, like, fall asleep, I sit there with my eyes open, and I just watch you sleep. Oh, that's not creepy. Well, that's a thought that's gonna fester. Um, huh. Uh, Amazing. You really just walked out of the... That's fascinating. I never really conceived of death being a place that you could move in and out of or, like, map. You think you could map the dead? The land of the dead? Well, that's kind of why I asked you yesterday if gods die... Well, yeah, I guess they do, huh? I, I suppose. I was always told that when you die, you, you seek gods after you die, and there's no one there. Huh. In that moment, Renan, that thought stays in your head a little bit heavier than the rest. Not the military, not even the fact that you died, but the fact that when you died, there was a afterlife that was, for all intents and purposes, abandoned and empty feeling. And then your mind kind of comes back to the present. You know what the scariest part is? It's not being pursued by the Empressar. That feels pretty intimidating. I was going to say, I can't taste my favorite foods anymore. Oh. That is rude. That's really sad. I didn't know. Yeah. I've been feeling kind of bad because I feel like we've been wasting money when you buy me meals. And yeah, we actually have been trouble. wasting a tremendous <laughs> amount of money. That's a huge accounting oversight. If you don't need to eat, we should be that. that we're going to be cutting like 10% of our overall budget. <laughs> you travel north. The, the beginning of the journey is pretty nice. Um, even just with walking, the snow is not particularly deep, but it is beautiful. You also spot the footprints of the, the, the little, the, the, the halfling with the cloak running off and using your map, you can tell that they are not necessarily going in the most correct direction. You also notice that at a certain point, those footprints stop and... There's a whole area of snow that's, like, walked on and treaded. And when they continue, they are not alone. They are next to another pair of footprints that are very big. It's Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> the day goes by fairly uneventfully, other than that. 
at a certain point, if you stick to your map, you lose the trail of the footprints of the other travelers as they kind of go off the path that is suggested to you by uh, by the map that you were given. And eventually, day starts to turn to night. And as it does, you notice very faintly in the distance in front of you these like ripples in the sky faint ebbs and flows of light kind of pulsing almost like lightning but moving very slowly and there are no clouds overhead like the northern lights like the new northern lights but but red oh well that's ominous there is a large grove of trees, maybe, you know, four or five miles away from where you are now. And then the last thing that you notice is that every now and then there are these little bursts of light in the snow, almost like fireflies, sort of just in the distance, in the direction of that forest. It is cold. It is windy. It might be a good idea to make camp or to decide to trek through the night. What do you reckon, chums? Can everyone see in the dark? Not really, no. I'm uh, not the biggest fan of the dark either. It's um, I'm not like afraid of nothing, but you know, ba- bears, halflings with big swords, you never know. You see, you're the halfling with the big sword. Well, there's the other one. They maybe we just camp out somewhere warm? That feels like a, uh, not a bad idea. As much as I want to plow through, forgive the pun. I think it's probably best for everyone that we... What's the pun? It's better that you don't ask. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think it's best that uh, not all of us can maybe get through the snow as well as others. I mean, it's quite deep and some of us are a little bit shorter. Uh, so maybe we should wait until daybreak um, before we start pushing through. Can I do a survival check uh, to just see what's around and stuff? Sure. Can I give Paula the help action? Uh, you can. To, yeah. Ooh. I think I think Reevesy is like lighting candles and handing them out to everyone. Well, that's adorable. <laughs> uh, with the help action, do I get advantage? Yes. Yeah, I think I got a 16. 16? Yeah, there we go. You're like, all right, we need some cover from this wind. Mm-hmm. That forest five miles in front definitely has that, but there's a weird f- vibe from it. Okay. The trees are a little bit twisted almost. It's oh. it's like, it, it almost looks like somebody took like a Photoshopped picture of the forest and like adjusted it a little <laughs> bit in places. It just doesn't look exactly right. That's the haunted part. Fair enough. Got it. <laughs> bad, bad photo editing. <laughs> Looking around, you find a an area where there are a couple old, big trees mm. that are wide enough at the base that it almost creates a wind tunnel that you could like build a little campsite around. Nice. Lambert is very hasn't said anything, but is very disquieted by these trees. Mm. and is watching the others set up camp. Right, I think, save going into the spooky forest, which I don't really want to do, I think this will be the best place for camp. 
and she's going to start kind of making windbreaks and setting up next to one of those big trees. Way ahead of you, boss. Get things set up pretty comfortably, pretty quickly. Get a little bit of a fire going. I'm, I'm going to put my um, my big wolf fur around Renin. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you. You're welcome. I'm, I'm quite used to this kind of weather. You know, the cold never bothered me anyway. But um, you, you look like you need... Um, a little bit of... Lambert throws a rock, just uh, kind of goes over <laughs> over Paula's head. Doesn't, she doesn't even notice. It just... <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about watch. Who would like to take watch? And what order would you like to take it in? I could take both watches with someone. Me and Paula are not privy to Rinan's, uh ability to stay awake. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't mind um, uh, doing one of the watches because I've got dark vision, um, which could be quite helpful um, in the dark. I'll take the early morning then. I suppose I'll uh, I'll I'll take the I'll take the first first watch while I while the, while the fire's still up and all the candles are up and there's a little bit of light. Sounds like a plan, Reevesy. What? Why are you so put off by the night? I did no no reason. The normal reasons. Reevesy, <laughs> uh, how old are you? I, I, I haven't decided. <laughs> Redacted. <laughs> do, do you have a driver's license or a tax ID? <laughs> I think, I think, I think, I genuinely think Reevesy is like in his like early twenties, like maybe mid twenties okay. at this okay. point. Like he's an adult. There was a moment there where Lambert was wondering, wait, is this a, sh- is this a halfling or is this just a child? A child. <laughs> 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 oh, no, I mean, uh, listen, I just, I, I, I don't particularly like to talk about it, but the, the you know, it's, it's hard to see the, the, the things coming in the dark. Uh, you know, you never know what's going to be lurking around the next alleyway or what have you. And, um, you know, it's it's uh, it's always good to to keep things illuminated. Uh, and he is just lighting candle after candle and like shoving them <laughs> in like a protective border around the. And campsite. Lambert is kicking all the dead leaves out of the camp area, <laughs> all the pine needles clearing the ground <laughs> a bit <laughs> as he follows Reezy. <laughs> Watch begins, and Reevesy, you are, for a moment, alone. Would you roll me some sort of perception check or other check if you feel inclined to do something other than sit and look? I think I'm going to I'm going to make a pitch here. I'm going to make a pitch here and please feel free to to tell me now. Uh, I think that Reevesy has a bit of a routine that involves establishing a perimeter of fire, putting himself next to a fire so that he's getting a little bit of shadow cast on him and like sitting with his sword in a way that kind of takes up the most room that he possibly can. And so the argument that I'm making here is for a, uh, an intimidation check against potential threats. Oh, make himself look bigger than he Ooh. is. Reevesy is probably going to spend the better part of his watch relighting candles that go out from the wind. More or less. 
So I don't imagine there will be a lot of opportunities to be that intimidating. Okay. I will let you make an intimidation check at disadvantage or an ordinary perception check. I will take the intimidation check at disadvantage. All right, take it. Uh, Incredible. That's a nat one for an eight, which is still probably higher than the perception (laughs) I would have rolled. You are like, you're lighting candles. You're like sitting there, lighting candles. You're sitting. A bird lands in the snow and it just kind of looks at you. It is an owl and it is all white except for its eyes, which are like vibrant red. And it is about the size of you. And it kind of like, and then flies off. But other than that, your watch goes by fairly uneventfully. Can I also do a perception check during Reevesy's watch? Oh, yes. If you, Oh, yeah, because you're not actually sleeping. Yes. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, 16. A 16? Every now and then you see these little, like, puffs of light and almost like trails. Like somebody is, like, drawing with a laser really fast and it's leaving, like, little, like, mm, of, like tr- of light in the snow. Um, and it's kind of sporadic. All right. I am going, during my watch to move myself closer to the center, but then continue to sit lifelessly as if I've fallen asleep. Um, all right. Uh, give me another check. Oh, God. How's a... How's a three do you? I got an at one. (laughs) (laughs) It is a little bit spooky out here, but it's kind of nice. You've been living in the city and, like, doing... Going to these, like, basement bar fights for... A long time now and the, the you know the smell of like old smoke-filled rooms has gotten very it's become so normal that you don't really think about it and there is an element of like this is nice out here the air feels good your watch goes by uneventfully um would you like to wake somebody else up or do you want to just keep going i'll wake paula up and then pretend to go back to sleep uh i think paula uh being a bit braver maybe a bit stupider is going to um walk a little bit of a wider perimeter maybe like around the really big trees sort of like just kind of see if she can see anything listen for things stuff like that sure yeah um, oh, do me a- um if you're like looking if you're like in more of like hunter mode mm. you could do a survival check i'd say a whole 14 okay you start to take a wide berth around the campsite a little bit away from the fire into the dark into where the light of your fires aren't reaching and with a 14 you notice a creature out in the darkness kind of just looking at you Mm -hmm. you see two little beady eyes and there's a little as these two big floppy ears kind of pop up cute and it just sort of like scurries by and as it scurries by in the snow it leaves this streak of light behind it. Huh. And then it kind of burrows into the snow. Have I seen anything like that before? Or is that the first time that Paul's ever seen anything like that? Um, no. It's almost like bioluminescence, so I don't think you would have seen anything huh. like that before. I'm gonna see if I can coax the rabbit thing over a mm-hmm. little bit. Um, she's gonna sort of take some of the I don't know, like a bit of apple or something from her from her bag and sort of break bits off and rabbits 
Come, come closer. It kind of like sticks its head out of the snow and like scurries towards you a little bit. It gets like 15 feet away or so. Uh, I'm going to throw a little bit of apple and like each time kind of throw it a little bit closer to me. I'm not trying to lure it, lure it in. All right. Give me an animal handling check. Uh, you can make this with advantage because you're using apples. Amazing. I get advantage on it anyway, apparently, so... Oh, there you go. Amazing. No problem. Give me a good... Ooh, 19. Ooh. A 19? Right. Yes. It leaps out of the snow and scurries towards you, almost into, like, diving into the food. Like... <laughs> and then it kind of, like, looks up at you and slowly, like, but hesitantly, like, walks up to you and just kind of, like, puts its nose on the tip of your boot. I mean, um, <laughs> damn it, if you, God, I, I was going to eat you, but you're just too adorable. <sighs> Do I pick up anything else about it now it's closer? Do I see anything else? It kind of just looks like a very exaggerated version of a like a scrawny hair. It's very thin. Mm. Um, it's very like uh, like sinewy. Mm. Um, and whenever it moves in the snow, the snow around it lights up a little bit. So cute. So cool. I think uh, I think Paula's just going to kind of try and pet it a little bit, just like. Cool. You lean down to pet it. It accepts the pet. But the other thing that happens is that when you lean down and your knee leans into the snow. The snow lights up when you touch it, too. Huh. What happens if I scoop up the snow into my hand? As you, like, rake your hand across it, it, start, it like, creates this, like, line of light through it that slowly fades, and the snow that you pick up in your hand is just glowing. Huh. She's going to try something really strange. <laughs> she knows in her head that this is really weird, but she's in that kind of, like, I'm trying to figure this out kind of mode, and no one's around to see her be stupid, so she's just going to go for it. Uh... Are you, um, can you understand me at all? I'm just going to talk to the rabbit. It looks at you, starts trying to, like, smell for more apples in your pockets. Oh, shit, I'm going to give it another apple, dang. All right. Um, can, can you speak at all? It just starts eating apple. <laughs> She's, um, going to kind of take the apple. Say, you'll get this apple back. When you answer a few questions. It leaps at the apple. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, is it like in her arms now? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like in her arms trying to get the apple. All right, okay. Jesus Christ. Listen, she's going to hold it up by the scruff and like look at it in the eyes. Like, oh, mm. wait. You get the apple when you answer my question. Understood? Tweak an ear if you understand looks at you for a second and then looks back at the apple and starts just trying to fight for it. Oh, fuck's sake, God, they're fine. She's just going to put the, the rabbit and the apple down. <sighs> Consider yourself lucky this time, but I expect this favor to be returned. And she's just going to kind of back away, <laughs> back to the camp. As you back away, it kind of follows you back to the campsite. Oh, it's following me? Okay. I guess you can hang out. But uh, be careful of, I'm about to wake up this gentleman here, Lambert, and he might be peckish, so just be aware of that. 
and she's gonna uh, sort of shake Lambert. Your turn. Oh, and um, uh, this thing. Don't worry about it. And <laughs> I can't get him to explain himself, but I mean, you might be able to. So uh, he's all yours. <laughs> she's just gonna go to sleep. <laughs> Lambert is death staring from the ground at the at the at the hair and uh kind of sits up not knowing that Renan's not actually asleep. Uh Lambert's kind of sit up and not not look at the hair but just kind of keep it in his peripheral eyesight and say I saw I saw several of you watching me as I came into this area. I I don't know your situation is similar to mine, but I beg your master's forbearance for my presence here. I'm not here on business to do with them. At least I don't think so. This is more of a personal matter. Any rivalry or ill Ill will between our respected masters doesn't have anything to do with why I'm here. Then again, if you have any answers for me, I would appreciate it. And at that, he's going to actually look down at the hair. If there is any comprehension that the hair has, it isn't showing it. It kind of just seems like a regular rabbit from the way that it's responding to you. Hmm. Lucky. Other than the glowing stuff. Lucky bastard. <laughs> with, with that, Lambert stands up, you know, crunches through the snow. And the first thing he's going to do on his watch, he's going to look for uh, the, the most uh, pliable yet strong uh, stick he can find. And he's going to get some of the most uh, brightly colored cloth he has on him and just kind of wrap it almost like a little flag. And uh, then set that set that aside. Uh, and I think the rest of the night, or the, you know, early morning, he's going to be staring at those this grove of trees. And uh, after a little while, finally speaks up and says, "My uh, my mother warned me about you. Although I suppose you you would know that, wouldn't you?" And again, I don't even know if anyone's listening. I don't know enough. And that eats away at me. Well, damn you, then. Damn you all to hell if you are listening. I hate this. But I won't be stopping either. And with that, he's just gonna, you know... Keep, keep his head on a swivel the rest of the morning. Cool. Um, give me a perception check. Uh, 14. 14. And Renan, you can do another one as well. Lambert, when you beseech these trees, you can get the scent of the presence of like the forces beyond a little bit around you. It almost feels like you're talking to an empty concert hall. Hmm. A place that should be able to communicate, but doesn't. Uh, I got 21. That is very good. And 
might prevent a character death. Oh. <gasps> what the fuck? <laughs> Excuse me? As Lambert goes off to, uh, to beseech the trees and you are watching, quietly pretending to sleep, you see the rabbit kind of scurrying around the campsite, right? And everywhere it hops, there's these little blooms of light in the snow. And you see it hop for a second. And then, in an instant, these giant mandibles, maybe a foot and a half long each, shoot out of the ground at a place where this rabbit hops, cutting it in half and dragging it into the ground. And you feel the ground start to rumble. You will have a turn to act, and then I am going to ask everyone to roll initiative. Anyone that is not awake when I ask you to roll initiative will have the surprised condition uh, the first round of whatever is happening. <laughs> Renan, you have a turn to act. What would you like to do? Can I wake someone up so they don't have the surprise action? If you if you choose to shake someone awake, they'll automatically wake up. If you do some group thing, I will I will oh, have no. it be a check yeah. to see who goes. So Renan, it's me and you who are awake. I am going to scoop uh, Reevesy up. Valid. Huh? What? I'm <laughs> done. Oh, shit. Uh, some tentacle thing came out of the ground. It just split in half. Fucking trees. You could have given me a warning. And now I'm going to ask everyone to roll initiative. Hello, listeners. I bet you were expecting a Cinder or a Patrick to be doing this mid-roll. Well, you got me instead, you lucky devils. I will say, though, I am here on their behalf because goddamn did they nearly kill themselves doing this beast of a one-shot. And, well, two-shot, I guess. But, yeah, this episode is long, and um, they've been working really, really hard. So here I am in their place asking you for your support. If you love what we do and are excited about it as we are, and you are really looking forward to getting back to Rally next episode, then we need you to show it. Whether that's joining Patreon, leaving us a review, sharing it with a friend or two, either way, you doing that shows us that you are excited about what we're doing and want us to make more. Did you know? that every time someone leaves a five-star review, a gecko gets his wings. But whatever way you choose to support us and show us how excited you are about what we do, we appreciate it more than you could ever know. And that's it. That's all I came here to say. I'm going to let you get back to the episode now. I'm going to let you figure out who dies at the end. I love you. Peace out. Renan, you see as this rabbit is cut apart and dragged to the ground. You stand up, yell for Lambert, scoop up Reevesy, and just as you do, a creature starts to claw its way out from the snow. Insectoid in nature, but almost humanoid in how it stands. This bronze reflective looking carapace and massive mandibles that are almost as long as its two twisting, gnarled, hooked arms. It has rows of eyes, and as you look at it, there is something about the way the light reflects off of its carapace that is 
dizzying to you. I need everybody to roll initiative. <laughs> Done. Paula, what'd you get? 12. All right. Lambert, what'd you get? 12 as well. Oh, cool. Renan, what'd you get? 18. Nice. What'd you get, Reevesy? 20. Let's fucking go, boys. <laughs> uh, Reevesy, do you want to wait? <laughs> Don't do anything <laughs> until I throw you. <laughs> yeah, if you want to throw me, I can, I can hold an action with the reaction. Yeah, I think that's probably what I'll do. All right. I like the contingency. Hold action until I am airborne. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Reevesy. <laughs> yeah. You're holding your action to yeah. make this attack. Yeah. Do you look at this creature? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't justify not. The light reflecting off of its carapace starts to give you this dizzying feeling. You can choose to close your eyes or to keep them open. If you close your eyes, you're essentially blinded to the creature. Blinded. Yeah. But if you keep them open, something might happen. Does this feel like a thing that is making me feel afraid? Or is it more like psychologically scrambling than that? It's like you're looking at a magic eye that is yeah. constantly shifting between 2D and 3D. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um... Oh boy, this thing's a giant migraine aura. All right. Uh, closing my eyes and readying my action. Mm -hmm. If I get, if I some, I am not running toward this thing because I'm being carried, but if I get into attacking range, I am going to use my reaction to swing on it. Fantastic. All right, Renan, it is your turn. I am going to like prep Reeves's body in my hand. And I'm going to whisper in his ear, you can do this, and give him a bardic. Amazing. Uh, what, Amazing. Uh, what exactly am I doing? We're running away, right? And I go, how far away is it from me? The creature is about 15 feet away from you. It's pretty close. I move 10 feet towards it and throw Reevesy. And it has to give me a deck save to also not be knocked prone by Reevesy going at it. Versus my strength. I love that. Do you look at it? No, I am. I see Reevesy say this, close my eyes, and run towards it blind. <laughs> All right, amazing. Yeah! So you're actually, you actually like bump into it. And when you do bump into it, it makes this like noise, and you just huck Reevesy at it. All right, it has to make a deck save, you said? Against my strength throw. All right, so give me a roll. That's going to be a 24. Oh, All right, because you're not looking, you're going to make this with disadvantage. Already did, baby. Oh, oh so not 20. Amazing. <laughs> and I lost it. <laughs> it got a 17, but that is not enough. Is it knock prone? It is now knocked prone. Amazing. <laughs> uh, do I get my reaction? Yes, you do. It also takes nine damage from my unarmed attack. Nice. using Because it counts as my unarmed. Okay, cool. Nice. So you close your eyes, run forward, take Reevesy, and just huck him at it. <laughs> it's knocking it to the ground, and it takes nine damage. That is amazing. <laughs> Uh, so I'm, I'm going to take my reaction. I am going to take it at disadvantage. I have a very important question. How close is Renan to this thing now? Uh, Renan said they were moving within five feet of it, so Renan's within five feet of it. Incredible. I make this attack roll flat despite being blinded. Uh, cool. Very, very cool. Oh, I got a one, but I'm a halfling. <laughs> hey, <laughs> yeah. it's a good time to remember. <gasps> yes. I got uh, a two. A two? Oh, no. <laughs> a one and a two. <laughs> For a total of an eight. 
That's some that's some half lace luck. You have bardic. <laughs> oh wait, hold on. Do I use the bardic? What is yes? Oh man, do it. I I feel. But would right, six on. do it? A three probably won't. A six probably would. It might. Who knows? But will you get the six? Fourteen. Uh. Ugh. I think I gotta do it. I think I gotta do it. I think do I it. gotta Go do on. it. I think I gotta do it. All right. Because Renan believes oh. in you. <laughs> you got this. <laughs> Five for a total of 13. You take your wooden katana, swim, slam it into <gasps> this thing's side, and it just sort of thunk. <sighs> oh, uh. Feels like you're slamming it into a piece of concrete. I've sussed out that it has a higher AC than 13. I think that was at least moderately useful information. Okay. (laughs) Paula, you wake up to that, but you are surprised. So you are surprised this round. Oh, my. But you wake up to the noise and you see everything that's going on. Lambert. As as I'm cursing the trees, I quickly scan the campsite for just, I'm looking for rocks, I'm looking for for wood, I'm looking for fire, snow, and see the snow. Lambert doesn't really quite know what he's doing, but that's what he fixates on. So he grabs a handful of snow, and then you see him pack it real tight, shove it in his mouth. And then when he pulls it out, there is what looks like a obsidian glass uh, spearhead of just ice. And as he pulls it, I gotta say, yeah, he takes out about half of one of his canines as he pulls it loose. And a little bit of blood comes out of his mouth and he just flings it in one motion at the creature. I'm gonna cast Ice Knife. Fuck yeah. And again, I know know Reevesy and and Renan are right there, but Lambert doesn't really know what he's doing. It's okay. No, I'm about this. That was so cool. That was sick. Before you roll the attack, I'm going to ask you a question. Do you look at the creature or do you see it, cl- feel the weirdness, close your eyes and sh- try? He is doing it all in one motion, but he is looking at the target. All right. So I need you to roll me a D10. Uh, five. You feel a strange ripple throughout your body, almost like you just ran a marathon. You look down at your hands. Something is a little bit off and you age five years. <laughs> wow. Make an attack against the uh, against the creature. 23. 23, 23 hits <laughs> yeah. as the ice knife cracks the creature's carapace and then explodes. Is that a dex save for the explosion? Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's five, uh, five damage for the piercing. Uh, it'll be 3d6 if you fail the dex save. He failed, so he's going to take the full damage. Is it half on a success? Yep. Fuck. Ooh, sorry guys, that's eight. I did succeed. Eight total if you fail. I got a twenty-six, so I'm I I take I take half damage. So it's a thirteen total damage to the to the insect and then four to the two of you, yeah. Very cool. And you kind of like catch your breath as you like see your hands start to like weather a little bit unnaturally as you're pushed forward in time five years. Next is the creature. <laughs> gonna make this weird sort of low growl stand up when it stands up its eyes basically meet yours renin mine are closed (laughs) but it's but it's hunched over and it's a little bit gnarled looking it is going to with its claws it's going to reach down and strike at reevesy twice first one is a 22 to hit 
that's gonna hit. And the second one is a 24. Yeah. Oh, that might be it for easy. Holy shit. The first hit's gonna get you for nine damage. Oh. And then the second one's gonna get you for 11 damage as it rakes across you again. Uh, Reezy is very hurt. Oh, shit. It is then going to lunge forward. Its little head in the center of its torso is gonna sort of shoot out, almost like uh, like the alien mouths in mm-hmm. uh, like Xenomorph mouths. And oh. the mandibles are gonna slam against you, Renan. This is going to be made with advantage because you are actively not looking at it. That's 24. Jesus, these rolls, I'm sorry. Um, Can I say that doesn't hit? Um, You take, what's seven plus five? You take 12 damage from the mandibles as they claw into you. The creature, it looks like it's about to start leaning down to pick up Reevesy, and that is going to be the end of its turn. Next is going to be your turn, Reevesy. Fantastic. Reevesy is very hurt. This thing has eyes, correct? Yeah, a bunch of eyes. A bunch of eyes. Are they all facing, are they all sort of angled on one side of its body, you know, kind of like most insects? I'm imagining something kind of fairly worm-like. I, the, the, specifically, the thing that I'm asking is, would this thing have a blind spot on its own body? It looks like it would, but I'm going to give an offering to you here. I would like you to, okay. make, an, I would like you to make either a flat intelligence check yep. or an animal handling check. Uh, they are the same. So I'll make an intelligence check. Natural 12 for an 11 total. This creature burrowed out of the ground. Uh Uh-huh. How do creatures that burrow usually see? That's a good point. Oh, fuck. Okay. Okay. Uh, so first things first, I am going to make an attack. That is the first thing that I'm going to do. Eyes closed? I think between Ice Knife being nearly killed in one attack and now needing to react to this thing, I think... I think eyes are opening. Roll me a d10. Okay, careful. If you age a few years, you'll become an adult. <laughs> uh, here's the d10. That's a two. You feel yourself <sighs> as your body changes a little bit. Your hair gets longer as you age two years. Okay, that's um, <clears throat> that's really fucking weird. Uh, oh boy. Um, all right. Here we go. Uh, and uh. I am going to swing the sword with advantage. Uh, That is a dirty 20 to hit. That hits. Uh, And that is going to be nine points of uh, bludgeoning damage. And then let me roll sneak attack real quick. Plus another 10. So 19 points of bludgeoning damage. Fuck yeah. How is this thing looking? You take your sword and you crack it into this thing's abdomen. And you see a splinter sort of emerge across its across its stomach and viscera start to ooze out. It is still standing and still strong feeling, but you are doing some damage to it for sure. Nice. Okay. Um, uh, Miss Reddit, I think we might want to get out of this situation and attack from a slightly better vantage. I... Yeah! Uh, and I am going to bonus action disengage and get the fuck out of dodge. Yeah. Cool. Renan, you're up. I'm struggling if I want to open my eyes because of what Reevesy said. <laughs> well, does it matter? Um. Oh, yeah. Can you age because you're dead? I think hearing Reevesy get hit and hearing how scared he sounds... 
I'm going to open my eyes and go to punch it, but instead of an attack, I'm going to cast Shatter as my fist makes impact with its body. <gasps> so cool. Oh, I love it. I love it. I'm going to pull from the belief that I'm strong enough to shatter it. <laughs> Damn right. You feel a strangeness come over you and you feel kind of more tired, but you don't, it doesn't, you don't feel anything too devastating in that. For Shadow, that, that's a con saving throw, right? I believe so. And if it is somehow made of stone, crystal, or metal, it has disadvantage. And this creature is rolling with disadvantage. So it failed. It got a six. That is going to be 20 thunder damage. Oh, yeah. Hell yes. That's very good. And then the there's going to be a 10-foot radius around it as well that takes damage. So if the ground breaks, the ground breaks. <laughs> the, the, the campfire logs, the flaming logs kind of go flying. A bunch Whee! of snow bursts up in the air. Um, this thing, a huge chunk of its shell just sort of breaks off. And I will say that with that... Um, one of its arms also kind of like poof, slumps to the side and internally it kind of looks like an insect in that it's just like stuff sloshing around <laughs> but Gross. there are these tiny little bits of shiny parts almost like mica like running throughout it these little Ooh. shards of crystal or glass or something that look like they're almost like growing inside it um, but yeah, you don't seem to age, or if you do, it's not in a way that is noticeable. Renan does start getting like really hype at doing damage, yeah. <laughs> and you see like she kind of gets like that muscle that people get in the side of their forehead when they're holding something in. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> All right, um, Paula and Lambert, you guys have the same initiative, and now Paula is not surprised. <gasps> I will let you decide who wants to go first. Uh, I think uh, Lambert, because you're still kind of on the ball. Uh, Lambert. Lambert just saw the after effects of that shard explode and he's a little stunned for a second, still staring after it and also looking at half the tooth in the snow in front of him. You go for it, Paula. All right. Um, Paula, not knowing any better, is going to do it with her eyes open. Um, and she is just going to un uh, unclip her war hammer from her back and just run towards it and swing as as hard as she can. Amazing. Roll me a d10 and then make an attack roll. <laughs> d10? Where yeah, are roll low. I'll try. I've been rolling low this whole time. Oh, five. Yeah. Five? Okay. <laughs> Similarly to what happened with Lambert, as you're charging forward looking at it, you feel like a little bit of a creak in your knee. Oh, and you're like, that's weird. And that you hole. look and you see your fingernails getting longer. The uh, the 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 tone of your muscle like loosen a little bit as you age five years charging towards this creature. So a little gray streak appears in her ponytail. She goes, come on. 14. You go to swing at this creature and it's just sort of like steps to the side and you hear him slams into the snow snow goes go blasting everywhere lambert your turn all right crap i'm looking at these things uh and i can't decide what it's probably better at saving against um lambert saw what happened with the whatever the hell he pulled out of his mouth and flung at that thing 
And I think narratively here, if Cinder, if you want to go ahead and make a dexterity save. That is a 12. So Lambert starts scanning around the campfire again, or the campsite again, looking at everything. And as as the campfire goes flying, he grabs a coal out of the air and sizzling in his hand. And he grabs more and there's small flame forming in his hand. And still not knowing exactly what he's going to do, he's going to rush straight up to the creature. And he's not looking, he's learned. So he's going to just go in the direction he knows where it is and just starts like inhumanly growling as the flaming sphere starts to encompass his hand. And he's going to just bum rush the creature and try to slam it around the backside and like a bear hug and set off flaming sphere and just and just start burning uh, the creature, trying to keep it five, trying to keep it away from the others. I love it. I love it. I love and it. the deck save for that was a 14. So yeah, it uh, failed. Here comes the damage. Uh, seven fire damage, and it's staying there. Okay. Oof, this creature is starting to look messed up. Then, yeah. Uh, then then Lambert's just going to kind of fall to the side and roll in the snow real fast to un- get, get his hand <laughs> back. All right. It is the creature's turn. The creature is going to sort of, like, stumble a little bit. It's going to put its head back and its neck is going to like extend so that its head almost goes like behind its back and its elongated neck is going to start to pulse and throb and you are going to hear this deep echoing clicking noise emanating from it ominous a very faint rumbling start to oh it's calling more of them and that is all it's going to do on its turn. Um, we are at Reevesy. Uh, everybody, are we really fighting this thing? I feel like we should just leave. I think we should flee as well. Is that the plan? Can we all agree that that's the plan? What if it follows us, though? Oh, it's going to follow us. As are everything else in these woods that are apparently actually cursed. This is a bad situation. We should go. Lambert's holding up his hand, and you can see the, the, that sphere of flame just starts to move a little as he moves his hand. He says, I will burn us a path behind us. We, got, we can't fight. We can't fight more of these. More is a very scary thought. Okay, let's get somewhere a little safer if we can. Right, I'm on it. Uh... Reevesy is going to use every combination of movement dash and bonus action that he can to realistically gather up some bare necessities mm-hmm. and start running away. All of you will have a round to do something, but then after this round, we will shift into chase scene mode. So Reevesy is running around, collecting supplies, getting as much of the like campsite together as possible. Uh, Renan, what would you like to do? I would like to cast Cure Wounds on myself and then put distance between me and it before we start running. Sure, yes. That sounds great. Yeah, I rolled not great. I rolled two. So it's going to be five. Better than nothing. (laughs) Every bit counts. What does it look like when you cast Cure Wounds on yourself? I take out this little like sweat handkerchief that I use for training. Mm -hmm. It has not been cleaned, but I kind of dab at like where I've been hurt. As it kind of heals me. I'll be using the same towel to heal Reevesy later. Cool, good, great. I love it. You heal yourself and start to run. I think next is Paul and Lambert. 
So Lambert's kind of just real rapid fire. Look at Rin and, and Paula and just, yeah, run, run. And he's going to undo all of the knots. And you see his form again, begin to bust out. And the mohawk that now has some more silver streaks in it lengthens and bristles. And and as he's halfway formed, you, you see it almost kind of stop for a second. And he says, Reevesy, get on. Huh? Rub yourself with orange if you got it. <laughs> and he just busts into hyena form and starts pounding through the snow to rush towards Reevesy and basically like tilt his long head and neck down for Reevesy to grab the, the mohawk. Flip right up. Awesome. <laughs> and you guys start charging off. As much as possible, I want to continue following the map, especially if we have one that I've been able to study this whole time. Mm -hmm. The way this chase scene is going to work is you guys are all going to get to do something. You can be a skill check. It can ca be casting a spell. You could use, use a feature that will help either get you guys going faster or stop things that are chasing you. Because as you guys are running off, when you look behind you, you see three more of these creatures climb out of the ground and start moving in your direction. We're going to start with Reevesy. Reevesy, it sounds like what you're doing is the map. Yeah, I think so. And I'm not 100% <laughs> sure what... Like, is would, do you think this would just be like a flat survival check, or would the map itself maybe grant a bonus of some kind? I think that if you're using the map, you could make a survival check with advantage to try okay. to make sure that you are going in the right direction. I think that's the focus. Uh, that is going to be a dirty 20. Well, it is good that you did this, because you guys were definitely going in a weird direction, and you're like, we gotta go this way! <laughs> Go the other way! <laughs> pull, his, <laughs> pull Lambert's hair. Get him going. <laughs> All right, Renan. You're running alongside, healing yourself up as you go. What would you like to do? First, I just want to say I completely imagined Ratatouille, but running. <laughs> 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 like, I am just going to keep running, but I am going to make sure I'm at the back, and I'm going to touch myself and cast Blade Ward. Okay, cool. Um, I'm I'm gonna think about the fact that I am gonna have to take damage and how badly I do not want to. Yeah. Much like the protagonist of that time I turned into a slime. <laughs> <laughs> it is going to cast protection on my body. Amazing. All right, uh, Paula. Um, I think what I would like to do is try and block the way or sort of like slow their advancement so i would like to cast frost rune um and then giant's might if i'm able to can you describe what is happening paula is uh she sheaths her warhammer as she's running stops turns and she's just going to her tattoos just glow really brightly all of a sudden as she just gets bigger and bigger and like from a goliath up more and more from like s nearly seven foot up to maybe like god knows like <laughs> 10 foot or more and she's going to um ready herself to rip a tree out of the ground and throw it in their direction <laughs> the instant that your runes start to glow there's a and a very similar glow appears in the clouds above you for just a moment 
Uh, Lambert, you're up. Lambert is going. Well, I'll say this. Uh, as 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 at first, Lambert in this form is 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 just instinctively looking at the path, but it's not hard to 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 traverse through here. And uh, I think what actually Lambert is feeling is every time he has felt this odd uh, this odd magic in in force that it's this weird pressure in this tug inside his ribs and when he's in this form that pressure is almost overwhelming like he's underwater and right now he's feeling it and in his mind he is reaching out to whoever is the master of this forest he knows that he saw those those hairs on his way in and they only show up if there's something here and he's reaching out and just pleading in his mind his voice is going Please, please, whatever you can do. And he's reaching out in any way he can while just full pelt. Make a... Mm. Make a nature or a religion check. 24, nat 20. Oh. <laughs> Go off. Nice. Everything kind of stops for a moment chase the cold the changes just goes away and you feel yourself sitting in an old wood and at first it seems like you know this forest but something is missing you walk up to a tree put your hand on it and even though this tree looks healthy there is no life in it. There is no life anywhere in this forest. And the sky around you shifts from a twilight night to a vibrant sunny day back to night again rapidly, quickly, going faster and faster until it kind of becomes this miasma of color. And you have to close your eyes for a second. And then when you open them, the forest is gone. And you find yourself standing in a room, a massive stone and marble and copper room made of strange elements infused between stones, overgrown in places with moss and vines, but in a way that somehow seems intentional but shouldn't be possible. And at the center of that room, you see a small but vibrantly glowing seed. And then you pull back out of that, and you are back in the space that you are. <laughs> um, you feel this sensation that whatever is here, it cannot help you right now. In fact, if anything, it needs your help. Reeves, you'll just hear uh, above this. Fine. We'll do it ourselves. And just keep running well yeah 
That seems like it was the plan the whole time. <laughs> I, I, I told you, oranges. <laughs> I don't, buddy, I don't carry oranges just like randomly. I'm really not sure why you would expect It's me. the only thing I don't like to taste. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and they just keep going through the forest. <laughs> and Reese is going to like move back slightly out of jowl reach. Uh, <laughs> Amazing. Crystalloid creatures start charging towards you guys. Paula. Yes. You had set yourself up to sort of get in their way. Around you on either side, maybe like a 15-foot-tall sapling tree, mm -hmm. um, and there are several large rocks sort of pushed oh. to the side. Um, what would you like to do? I would like to pull up the 15 foot sapling and throw it sort of like horizontally so it can kind of like catch as many of them as possible um <laughs> you know to try and because i have a feeling if i just try and throw a rock i'll probably miss so I just, uh, <laughs> can you give me an athletics check with advantage because you're a giant right now uh, maybe that's a 25 a 25 that's very <laughs> yes. good all right Finally, well then you succeed what happens I think while she's um, she's like ramped up, she's like, oh, 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 and there's like steam coming out of her mouth. She just grabs the tree, rips it out of the ground with the roots all exposed, and just tests it forward, um, knocking the the ones prone. And then she just goes, "Ha! That'll teach him." And then runs off <laughs> to catch up. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Tapping into your runic magic, there's another glow of light in the sky above you for just a second, but it seems closer. As you guys are running from these creatures, that one in the back is still just making that noise, and you see two more come out of the ground, and a mist starts to sort of appear in the sky above you. There's a gust of wind and the faintest smell of chai yes. in the air as oh the sky above you opens up and a rain of fire blasts out of this mist behind you, scorching the area of ground behind you. You can see the crystalless creature starting to like, and there is a loud as you see stepping out of the mist, sort of shuffling out with the big cloak and fur, and crazy looking eyes. Yeah. You see <laughs> Aza Amin. Hi there. <laughs> how'd you get how'd you do that there rune magic? What? Who? That there rune magic. Oh, oh, um, sorry, I, I, this is such a part of me, I barely notice sometimes. Um, it, it's, it, you know, it just comes quite naturally to me. Um, <clears throat> she says it comes quite naturally to her. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. She, yeah. All right. All right, then. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what about you and the the scorching of the earth? 
Uh, does... Yeah. Oh, that was Maurice. Are we out of danger? What's happening? We probably should go. As they, uh, as I always uh -huh. say, when the snow starts to glow, it's time to go. That's a good uh -oh. saying. I like that saying. Can we get the fuck out of here? <laughs> yeah, here. Maurice. Maurice. <laughs> All right, y'all, let's, let's go. And you see him sort of start walking into this little, like, mist. Come on. Uh, sure is a lot of fog that follows that guy around. I'm just going to follow in. I think uh, Paul is just going to be like, all right. Head <laughs> on in. Stepping into the mist, um, you see, it looks like he's like mid-conversation. He's like, I think, I know. Yeah, all right. And he climbs up on something that is unseen, sort of like sitting on like an invisible car. And you see him like reach down and it looks like he like touches something and manifesting in the mist, you see a large, and by large, I mean quite massive reptilian creature with golden scales and massive wings, long neck, long tail, and the end of its tail is covered with these barbed spines. And around his neck is an amulet with runic magic carved into it. Aha! Uh -huh. This is Maurice. Hey, uh, how's it going over here, over there? <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh -huh. I'm Maurice or whatever. Um, Miss Reddit, if we could have a word... Listen, if you guys want to have a word, that's fine. But those things are going to be keeping coming. And uh, we saw that one of you's got some uh, some of that uh, rune magic. It's like, hey, maybe these folks uh, ain't so bad. We give them a little chat. And maybe we don't got to kill them. So y'all want to come with us? Yeah, it's probably a good idea. One second, if you please. All right, we'll wait, I guess. I don't think we have a choice. <laughs> oh, you, you got a choice. Miss Brenna, do you, do you, th do you think this is a good idea? I feel like, I, I feel like this whole situation has gotten a little out of hand. Reese, <sighs> yes. Um, I, I'm starting to feel like maybe this man is the the magic guy we're supposed to get. Oh, I don't, I don't know how to do any magic. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's an also, interesting. That's um, an interesting theory. If we go with him, maybe we could we could figure out how to hog tie him or something. And the lizard too, I guess. Well, I don't know. I, I I I don't know if I want to fight them. Also, yeah, that's a I'm good really point. worried about you dying. I'm about to die. Yeah, and I don't know if you're gonna be strong enough to come back. <laughs> oh, you're about we to die. We ain't gonna kill you. Uh, <laughs> Renan's gonna pull. Out the little like sweat filled towel uh, and rub oh, it on Reevesy oh, uh, and yeah, cast thanks, cure wounds. That's, mm -hmm, yeah, that's very that's very pleasant. Thank you. Um, <laughs> La Lambert's <laughs> chewing on the back of Reevesy's shirt. <laughs> Lambert, no, bad, bad boy. <laughs> that's gonna be ten health. <laughs> that's actually really helpful. Thank you. Um. Oh, you You're know what? Welcome. I actually do feel better. And you're probably right that this guy might be our target, but, but also may just be someone who could kill us if he decided that that was in his purview. So we should maybe go with him so as not to, you know, fucking die. Um, 
You're still pretty uh, intimidating there, Maurice. I guess Maurice does exist. <laughs> All right. Y- yeah. Yeah. I thought he was just crazy. I, he might still be, honestly. Listen, uh, y'all, we are going to go because uh, Maury's not quite as spry as he used to be. Can't do that thing that many times a day. So uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if we're going to want to fight that many more of them. So y'all want to hop on? Hop on? Yes, please. Uh, Paul is going to kind of deflate. <laughs> deflate? <laughs> Lambert turns his head as he watches as he watches Paula deflate, and he just kind of looks up at Paula like, Come on, Bert, let's go. All right, y'all gonna want to hold on to these here. Give me a second. And he like reaches into his pack. Oh, h- hang on. Let me just uh, <laughs> scoop up um, <laughs> Lambert. Here we go. Let's just get you on uh, on here. There awkwardly giant hyena on the back of this lizard. There we go. <laughs> it's like when you get like a giant Labrador that's like Big wants Scooby-Doo to be picked Doo up energy and you're like, yeah, here. Aza takes out all the take ropes out of his bags and he harnesses them to this very unusual looking necklace bracer thing that's around Maurice's neck. Um, and then gives you all a piece of the rope and goes, There there's not really chairs, so you're gonna want to hold on to this and so if you fall, you don't, you know, fall that far. Duly noted. Just bite onto the rope and wrap it around my snout. <laughs> uh, Reevesy's tying like a three-point harness. <laughs> <laughs> the the necklace uh, of of Maurice, uh, the symbol on it is a runic symbol, and it matches the runic symbol that uh, Azza had on his uh, that he wears on his neck. All right, guys, uh, use uh, use better hold on. It's gonna be pretty quick, but uh, we're gonna go take you to the rune master. See if uh, what we can do here. <laughs> And you guys take off into the night. (laughs) (laughs) Below you, almost like a night sky, these little areas of light and glow um, in different places. You then, when you pass over the woods, it just becomes dark. And there is a clearing that you can see in the middle of those woods. And Maurice lands in this clearing. Uh, Azza hops off Maurice and then says again, mm, so you know how to do uh, rune magic, huh? Yes. Uh, what kind of magic is this? And she kind of gestures to Maurice. Uh, it's from something my pappy used to talk about. I don't know much too much about him, though. Maurice showed up when I moved out here. Well, Maurice, when did you show up? Hey, boss, I've always been here. We're like, uh, kindred spirits or whatever. But, uh, I probably started to be here maybe, you know, like, uh, maybe like, uh, 30 years ago or whatever. I don't know. It's been a while. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I grew up outside of Agravar, but, uh, uh, my pappy told me that, uh, we came from the Tenon people. Uh, I don't really know much about them. I didn't, didn't really much think much of it, but came out here. And all of a sudden, uh, Maurice showed up. It was pretty scary at first. We basically had to stay outside of the city for a long time. Couldn't go to Valenka at all, because uh, he just scared everybody off. But a uh, mm, couple, I don't know, almost a year ago now, give or take, a little less, this feller came through, and he made us these things. And I can make Maurice hard to see, so I can go to town and not everybody gets scared. Well, that's 
handy. Uh, who, uh, who made you those, those runes? Yeah, good question. It's a feller that I've keen on protecting. Could, uh, can we meet them? I was thinking it might be an idea, but I wasn't sure if I could trust you. He's a good friend of mine. We're totally trustworthy. Well, any friend of yours is a friend of ours. That's absolutely, um, we would never, I couldn't imagine. Especially after you saved us from those things that made me feel a kind of way. Yeah, the, some weird stuff's been happening lately. And those things are no fun. I'm only 55. <laughs> you don't look a day over 40. I will just say that now. I feel like 80. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> that seems right. That, that would have been my guess. <laughs> All right, well, this guy... He's a good friend of mine, and he's having some trouble. Quite a bit of trouble. And I, I, I came out here because I liked being by myself, but uh, it's kind of trouble that people should help if they can. And you do that there rune magic I saw. You get all big, and so I thought maybe you could help him. If you try any fun of business, well, Maurice will uh, smoke you. Yeah, I got at least, uh, I don't know, a couple more little blasts in me left for today, and I'd rather not use them on you lovely people if I don't have to. I just love how it's I like Sphinx's uncle from, like, the Bronx or some <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> to be clear, also, he's still, like, big and regal, but in the same way that this guy looks like a very old man, this is an old-looking dragon. Lambert's got a, like, kind of just nuzzle up underneath... Renan's arm and just like Renan you hear this like this deep rumble near his belly and he's just kind of got these eyes like and he's looking at Reevesy and looking at you (laughs) (laughs) I I pull out a little like beef jerky snack that I eat for myself and I just hand it to his mouth (laughs) and with that the form begins to shift down again and soon enough <laughs> steaming and loose straps of leather that he's trying to quickly do back Lambert is just like that that's that was the best you could do listen buddy we do what we can and Reeves he starts pulling out a spare pair of clothes <laughs> <laughs> appreciate uh, Miss Paula did you did you happen to grab that stick for me Oh, yes. Uh, she hands over. He's pulling the pants back on. He takes the stick with the little flag he made and he shoves it into the back of Reevesy's pack. He says, so we don't lose you in the snow, little feller. <laughs> no, I'm not going to lie. That's actually really thoughtful. Thank you very much. The snow wasn't quite that deep, but it could get that deep and that'd be a big concern. I appreciate it. Next time, bring oranges. You have no idea how much I wanted to eat you. I I mean, I appreciate the self-restraint. It's not like I got a letter informing me about your dietary preferences ahead of time. You think I did? You think I have any idea how any of this works? Well, I would imagine you'd have a marginally better idea than me. Yeah. You got some er, food allergies or something? What, lactose <laughs> intolerant? He's, 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 he's adverse to oranges, apparently. Uh, listen, 
Um, do you mind if, if, uh, 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 Mr. Mr. Amin, do you mind if we have a minute to discuss amongst ourselves our options now that we are out of the threat of immediate danger? All right, then. I appreciate your discretion. Um, as, as he's walking away, uh, Reeves, turns back to everybody. I think we're in an interesting position anyway, where this guy kind of wants us to help, and we can pretty much tell him whatever he wants to hear in order to get taken directly to our objective. I'm not... I'm still not 100% sold on working for the cops, um, but obviously we all have some things that uh, may go poorly if we don't do this job. I, I I think the step one is just getting there, right? We can make the decision as to whether or not we bag the guy later. I actually agree with you. That's that's two. Um, one well, more uh, for a, one more for a majority. <laughs> 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 one second, Reevesy. One second. For me. I would like to add a counterpoint. This man saved our lives. Sure. And for me and my people, that is something that I, well, I owe him something. Well, you could save his life on your time. <laughs> well, <laughs> in that case, little man, you shan't be having my assistance unless it's in assisting him. That's valid, but again, I think the important part is just getting there in the first place. Miss Reddit, what do you think? I think for the time being, what Miss Paula says makes sense. But we also don't know that this guy is also a good guy. So I say we just go with the intention of helping unless he too is a bad person. And then we just pick the lesser of two evils. Well, please to be bearing in mind that 30,000 gold is definitely already a lesser of evils. So, it's worth considering. This man has a, this man has a giant beast, Ravesy. He could just blow you out of existence. Or we could ally with him and plunder local villages to steal their 30,000 gold. But then I don't get to fight if we do that. That's a good point. Reevesy, you, you seem to be the only one of us who they weren't fully apprised of, but have you considered that they might be the ones to alert the military of Miss Renan's whereabouts? They might be the ones who are devastating the hunting grounds of Miss Paula's mm -hmm. peoples, and I know for a fact that they, if they are working with the Impressar, they are the forces behind everything that rather irritates me sure i mean fuck the police right 100 percent. agreed yes absolutely i mean they are the police reevesy no i'm like I'm, I'm i'm just saying i'm not opposed to fucking off if we can figure out how to get money other ways i say we ally ourselves with him until he gives us a reason not to How's seems that? reasonable to me all right are we all are we all in agreement yeah we're gonna go with him all right, uh, Mr. Ramin. Yes, um. we would like to offer you our services uh, for the foreseeable future in helping to figure out what needs to happen for this rune master friend of yours. We're very keen to meet him, and uh, I know you were real worried about us taking that job. And it turns out we don't much care for the employer uh, for a number of different private matters, and uh, and and so we'd be willing to, at the very least, meet your friend and hear out his case. That's a lot of words, but all right. 
That's a lot of words for yes. <laughs> that was easier than I expected. Maurice, would you uh, open the door? Did he say door? And um, Maurice flies up into the air, lands on the far side of the of of the grove, and starts to like push away a bunch of like big rocks and stuff, revealing a stone door into the ground. I don't know about y'all, but I was under the impression we were going to be traveling to a place. This is much more convenient. Yeah, well, if you were going to do any funny business, it didn't matter too much. Now that we're here, if you do any funny business in there, Scrumps will probably take care of you. (laughs) (laughs) What? And he... (laughs) What? And um, Azza looks at you guys and says, "Mm, me and Maurice are going to stay out here. When the doors open, it's dangerous. This creatures might get in. Head down the stairs. There are traps that are set up throughout this place. They will not go off unless... My good friend wants them to. So if you try any funny business, you're going to have a hard time leaving. Noted. Uh-huh. Thank you. Understood. A Reezy's handing lit candles to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, going down, I suppose. And you guys see these damp looking stairs. Very nice looking an old-looking construction of something. Almost like you're not walking into a secret building, but the basement of a building that used to be here, but is here no longer. There's some nice marble. Right, come on then, chaps. Ladies first, as usual. And she's just gonna... Blah, 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 head downstairs. And it's gonna follow after. Does Lambert recognize any of this stonework or anything? The... Stonework is very similar to the stonework that was in your vision. To the point that you probably feel a weird amount of deja vu as you're stepping into the place. It smells the same. In terms of what you would know about this, whatever deity, spirit, power once resided here disappeared a long time ago. Disappeared before the Emperor, before the wars, before all of this stuff, was for many intents and purposes the first quote-unquote dead god of Astilla. Lambert's got a deep sense of, with that recognition, and then a deep sense of just disappointment. Nice place, huh? I think Paul is just gonna Trump, Trump, Trump downstairs. <laughs> also, put into some of the stonework are these large runes. They are similar looking to the runes that you use, Paula, in your weaponry and in your clan. But they are bigger, like they're huge mm. and they're older. It's sort of like if you're looking at like a book written in old English when you yeah. just speak regular English, like you don't quite get them, but they there's there's something there 
and one of them flashes for a second with energy, and all of you feel this quake through your body. I need everybody to make a wisdom saving throw. Ah. Shit. Oof, doofa. 22. 17. Dang, good rolls. So we got a 17, we got a 22. What did you get, Renan? 18. Dang, everybody did well. What did Reeves get? He's, I see a quiet Reeves. 11. <laughs> All right, so anybody that got a 17 or lower, you feel your body tighten as you are frozen in place and paralyzed. If you got an 18 or higher, you are not. Now in your sort of frozen state, the passageway seems to like open up into some larger structure. You hear a voice. I don't want any trouble. How would you get down here? La- La- Lambert is, is the guys? looking at the two people who didn't freeze, and it's him and Renan. Renan, who he is not making a judgment, but Renan's been very soft-spoken, and he's thinking, crap. Can uh. we speak whilst frozen? Yeah. Okay, oh, okay. good. <laughs> <laughs> the two wor- worst spokespeople are the only ones still there. <laughs> The, the two guys? The the big lizard? Azza told me he was going to send some people. He told me I could trust you. We're, we're absolutely trustworthy. That rune of mine that's got you, I got him all over the place, so don't try any funny business. That's handy. What constitutes yeah. funny? I think he gets to decide that. But what if he's dead? How does he how does he decide what's funny? Oh, if I die, yeah, they'll all go off. Oh, oh, okay, that's funny. Okay, fair enough. That's usually how traps work. Yeah. Uh, how how are you? Uh, how are you feeling at this moment? Um, when when you say that, you guys feel the rune sort of deactivate. Both of you kind of loosen up, and you see stepping forward a young man. Sort of disheveled-looking hair. Looks like he hasn't, looks like he hasn't like taken care of himself or slept enough in like a very long time. So like quite disheveled-looking, but wearing like a sort of form-fitting arcanist's robe um, that looks older than it looks like it's from this place, not from uh, it's not normal clothes. It's almost like a priestly gown. Hello, uh, the name's Scrumpy. Hi. Howdy. Arza told me perhaps you could help me with something. Follow me this way if you don't mind. And he walks you, if you're willing to go, down a corridor. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm yeah. happy to follow. Cinder, the, the Empire is looking for this man. Yes. Has that been something that has been a public search at any point? Or have they tried to keep it very quiet? Very quiet. Mm-hmm. I'm Paula, by the way. Uh, pleasure to meet you, Scrumpy. Yep, yep. Right. N- nice to meet you, too. Sorry, I haven't really talked to folks in a while other than Arza. No, it's quite all right. Been a little bit distracted with some stuff. Well, well, I might as well just show you. Come with me. And as you guys keep walking and he is very nervous looking he's kind of like eyeing you guys every he's very sort of like jumpy with each step you take lambert you almost feel like you're walking back into that vision that you had Mm -hmm. 
and Renan, as you are walking into this place, you feel a weird sensation the, the farther you get into this chamber. And you're, it's almost something like, you're almost like, and then you notice it. There's a bit of food in your mouth from before, like between your teeth. And you can taste it. It has flavor. As you're stepping into this place, you feel warmth starting to come back to your fingertips. Warmth that you haven't felt in a long time, Rannon. And it opens up into this large room that looks like what was once maybe a religious center. There are these huge circular stone discs on the ground. The the walls kind of bend up and curl with these different strange metals and hanging from the center of the room, sort of like a chandelier if it was built into the ceiling, is this spiraling crystal shape um, that faintly pulses. He points to you towards something at the center of the room. In the middle of the room, on top of one of these circular slabs, there is a small canvas blanket. And then on top of that canvas blanket, maybe the size of a basketball, is an egg. An egg that is pulsing with strange light and crackling, almost like lightning is running through it. What, uh, what you got there, friendo? Right, well, I was sort of hoping that you could help me out with this. I didn't come out here to, like, get into research and old magic or anything like that. I was on the run, right? Arden out from the Emperor's are, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, we heard. So when I first came out here, I met Arza, great bloke, and he showed me this place. And inside this place, well, I found something pretty crazy. Not a lot of people that can read rune magic anymore, so imagine my surprise when, well, we found this. And I've been studying it, right, for a little while now, because, I mean, look at the egg and, and the whole thing, and I think this place is intended to birth a god. Make a, Make god. a god, excuse me. return a dead god reincarnate a god i don't i'm not great i'm still like it's an old language but it's something and it's working huh do i feel the energy is similar to any of the energy i felt when i was in the realm of the afterlife yes but where in the afterlife the most pronounced feeling was a like something was scooped out or like almost draining. Like you, if you were to stay there for too long, you would sort of dissipate into the entropy of that space. This is the opposite feeling. This is a tightening and a pressure of energy. I like lean down closer to Reevesy. Um, I think he's telling the truth. I, I mean, I, I believe him, but like, what the fuck are we doing down here? What does he have to do with it? You don't fuck with gods. I don't know, but... Well, I mean, right now, I feel not dead. I mean, that feels like a positive. Are we counting that as a positive? 
I don't know. I'm a little worried that I'm going to feel more pain in fights, but like, I'll think about that later. Yeah, that could wait. We'll, we'll try not to get into a fight down here. Right now, only Reevesy knows about Renan, but Lambert, does Lambert smell a difference? It's not that Renan's smell changes. It's that Renan had less of a smell and it becomes more pronounced. Lambert's taking that in, just kind of turns his head straight towards Renan. He's noticed it for the first time in a few moments. I've translated quite a lot of it, but some of these runes, and he points to one of the walls, and you can see they're just covered in runes. If two years ago you'd have told me I'd go from making scraps Barilla to playing nanny to a god egg, well, I'd have called you crazy. But here we are. I mean, it's right serendipitous, isn't it? Like, how many people can read these things, and yet I'm running from a friggin' empire to a small little town, and I find this temple? It's got to mean something that I'm here. I, um... I know this is going to sound a little ironic, because I am in asking you this question fundamentally not minding my own business, but does this not feel like a good opportunity to mind your own business? If I don't stay here to continue this work and manage these runes, it'll die. Why do you think it'll die if it wasn't dead when you showed up? Alright, maybe death's not the right word. It'll go back to sleep forever. So you sort of run in a, what, an incubator? Some sort of deific incubation chamber? Pretty much, yeah. That's exactly what it is. Lambert steps up and he, he, he kind of looks between the three of them and says, Now, Miss Paula, I know you had a connection to that little bunny that met an unfortunate end, but when I came to this area, I saw other hairs. Not like normal ones. I don't know a whole lot, but I know that those, for lack of a better word, spirits, they're only supposed to be in places where there is the presence of a god, an old one. And if they're here, there's a good chance that they're waiting, they're preparing. From what I can compare with what little knowledge I have, I think this fella is telling the truth. But to you, and he looks at the odd wizard, as much as I believe you believe this, I want to know who told you about it. Did you just decipher all this from these runes, or did you hear a voice? What, the egg? You have a goal, but who gave you that goal? The goal to bring a god back. Oh, I chose that path. That was me. Look, the people that I used to work for, the people that kept me prisoner, they made me make some bad stuff. And I didn't realize how bad it was. I think I've helped contribute to the death of gods. And if there's a chance, even just a little one, that I can do something to balance that out, to, to make it right, I gotta take that chance. Buddy, I gotta ask you a pretty straight question here, and I wanna <laughs> assure you I mean no disrespect. 
Reevesy, don't you fucking dare. <laughs> I mean, we're all thinking it. Thinking what? What's the Ampersand want with you? What are we what are we denying them by helping you instead? <laughs> Lambert leans over to Paula. I could have sworn he was gonna ask if he was a cop. <laughs> well, have you heard of sap? You know the stuff that mages use to make explosions and stuff? I sort of invented a different version of it. Oh. No wonder you're so expensive. And he takes a big swig from a dirty-looking flask. Scraps Barilla. It's like sap, but a little bit less magic, a little bit more tasty. And it gets you drunk. They kind of want me to, well, to fine-tune it for them. So they can go on killing things like that. And he points at the egg. Wait, 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 wait. Has, has anyone else reached you? Has anyone else even gotten this far? Nope, not yet. I mean, we only got that far because we lied really well to Mr. Amin. Yeah, Oz has been killing a lot of people for me. Well, him or Maurice, good folk, good blokes. He told me that as the eggs grow and there's more weird stuff happening outside. So, he's been pretty busy, I hear. Yeah, I think we met some of those effects earlier. Yeah, some strange insect things that were quite troublesome here. Yeah, that sounds not fun, but if that's the only downside to potentially bringing back a god, I mean... I don't know so much that it's a downside. Might be just self-defense. We're not supposed to be out in these woods anyway. No great loss. I have a question, though. If you're the one helping birth a new god, how do we know you're just not going to use the god for bad means either? Can you use a god? Well, you think it's going to be a baby when it comes out? Like a person baby? What if it thinks you're his father? I sort of assumed it was going to be like some sort of amorphous, crazy shape of lot and energy and would just kind of go do god things on its own. But I don't really know, I guess. So you took on parenthood without thinking about Seems it? Seems irresponsible, frankly. True. <laughs> oh boy. You guys hear an explosion. And his eyes dart up. Did anybody else come with you? Just Mr. Amin. No, also would let me know if he was coming in. Oh, and Maurice, who does actually exist. Ah, oh, that blasted halfling. Oh, the other halfling! You see him, like, run to a wall and, like, break a piece of stone against another one, and all of these, like, lights kind of, like, pulse through the room. Another halfling? Yeah, some jabroni. Surprised you made it that far. I'm not surprised! And oh, you see this God. little halfling emerge in the hallway, his beautiful purple and gold cloak a little singed, and he's covered in all of this fancy, he's got the gold rapier. This was the easiest place to get in ever. Just had to take care of this guy. And he kicks and a head <gasps> goes down the stairs and you see slack jawed on the ground, the head of Aza Amin. <gasps> what the fuck? Lambert takes two steps die. forward and slams his arms. He points his sword at Scrumpy. I'm supposed to be the good guy, and a bunch of these 
Sapphire chicks told me to kill you. So you guys can make a choice. And he points to you guys. Y'all can get in my way. Or you can let me do what needs to be done. Paula's going to just stand in his way. She's going to move so she's in front of him. <laughs> yeah, we don't get paid if this guy dies. So, uh, buddy, bye. I'm not even working for pay. I'm working for the greater good. <laughs> oh, we're going to kill this fucking guy. Oh, at, at those words, Lambert takes a step forward and slams his hands together. Stepping out of the darkness behind the halfling is a large knight in full plate armor dragging a greatsword behind him and this energy sort of like radiating off of the armor and the sword that kind of looks like heat waves off of like the pavement there's just a little bit of like a ripple Tuck! You ready to be heroes? I'm tired of being a villain Let's kill this guy so he can stop making weapons And Tuck's like, yeah, let's go and they start (laughs) charging towards you guys Are we rolling initiative? Yeah, we're rolling initiative uh, Reevesy, what'd you get? 23. Oh! Dang, 23 for Reevesy. Uh, Renan, what'd you get? Dirty 20. Ooh, dirty 20. Dang. Lambert, what'd you get? Eight. <laughs> I got a rock. <laughs> <laughs> Paula, what'd you get? 15. All right. The first person to act is Reevesy. You fucking bet it is. Uh, So here's what's going to happen. Presumably uh, the halfling and the knight are standing within about five feet of each other. Is that accurate? Yeah. Great. Uh, Reevesy is going to uh, run between the legs of the knight and take a bonus action hide behind the knight. Okay, cool. Uh, So that is a 12 stealth check. Everyone has a blind spot. Okay. Not my best. We'll see if that uh, what that does. Um, and then he is going to uh, pretty much immediately try to take a swing at the halfling from uh, behind the knight. Did did the high is the hide going to grant me advantage here, or did they see? Me? Uh, no, their pa- both of their passive perceptions are higher than uh, thirteen. Okay. Um, but uh, you can still make the attack. Is anyone else within five feet of the halfling? No. No, just the two of them. Not right now. Uh, that is going to be a 22 to hit regardless. Nice. That hits for sure. Yeah. And max damage for 12. Okay. No sneak attack on this one, though. 12 against the halfling. Buddy, you do not get in the way of my paycheck. The larger knight says, don't hit Casey. Casey? With one hand, he is going to try to shove you to the ground prone. Okay. I need you to make a strength athletics check. Uh, remind me, for shoves, do I have the acrobatics option or is it just athletics? Oh, you can make it an acrobatics check. Okay, fantastic. Uh, okay. This is going to go very well for me. Well, maybe. He rolled really high. Hopefully. Let's, okay, let's it's going to go kind of well for me. That's a 17. He got a 23. Oh. Fuck. Could have beat it. I rolled like ass. <laughs> so you get knocked prone, and then yep. he's going to take his sword and... <laughs> Just try to bring it down on you. Oh, no. That's a natural one, but he gets advantage because you're prone. Yeah. That's a 16. 16 plus 5 oh, it is hits. 21. It hits. All right. That's going to be 6 plus 3 is 9. Okay. And then you are going to take... Oh, boy. I don't like that. Uh, 5 radiant damage. Oh, fuck me. 
Okay, I'm in a bad way. Oh. Next is Renin's turn. Uh, can I do a reaction before Renin acts? It depends on what it is, but probably. So I want to see if I can do stone rune. So when a creature you can see ends its turn within 30 feet of you, you can use your reaction to force the creature to make a wisdom saving throw. If it fails, it's charmed for one minute. Whoa, holy shit. Yeah, you can do that. So I want to try and charm the knight. DC 13 on wisdom saving throw. That's really good. That is a total of 12, so he <gasps> fails. Yes! Nice. Yes! Yes! Oh, fuck, we might actually win this. <laughs> All right, so, so. Um, while charmed in this way, the creature has a speed of zero and is incapacitated, descending into a dreamy stupor. The creature repeats the saving throw at the end of each of its turns, ending the effect on a success. It doesn't say that it can be knocked out of that stupor. It has to wake itself out of that stupor. Well, that's very that's cool. <gasps> that's powerful. Holy shit. <laughs> yes. Well done, just, Paula. That's fine. I just imagine Paula just, um, she kind of looks at him, like this kind of sultry fireness, like, oh, no, you didn't. And I just like locking eyes with this knight and just kind of holding him there. I love it. Amazing. <laughs> um, next is Renin. Not really quite sure what happened to the big guy, but seeing that Paula might have it handled. Uh, Renin is going to charge at the little halfling yeah! and go to punch him with her brass knuckles. Yes, All right. sir. Oh, yes. Right in my face. Pummel him in the face. 24 to yeah. hit. Yes. <laughs> Incredible. That puts his teeth in the back of his throat. Uh, so that's going to be nine bludgeoning damage. And so I'm also going to burn a superiority die to disarm nice. him. Cool. He has two weapons. He's got a rapier and a dagger. What do you want to disarm? Disarm the rapier. And then because I did a melee attack uh, with my fists, I'm also going to bonus action grapple him. Very cool. I'm also going to burn my reaction for gang tactics. Uh, throw another d6 on that damage, please. Nice. Oh, that is going to be... Ooh, that's going to be six more dammies. Teen total oh, nice. He's going to have to beat a 23. Yeah. <laughs> and you have him grappled. Well done. Oh, boy. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do to talk? And that's my turn. Paula, it's your turn. She smiles gleefully at watching Renin just like punch this little dude in the face and like grab him, disarm him. She's like, yes, yes. And still fixed on the knight, uh, she is going to kind of run towards him and try and just like basically hit him while he can't fight back. Yeah, awesome. Oh, well, that's a nat one. Um, so never mind. <laughs> Wait, he's incapacitated. You should have advantage. Yeah, you get advantage, right? <gasps> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I was yeah. say, he can't. Yeah. I knew there was something. <laughs> Come on. Oh, I got four. So a 10. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm rolling so bad with my you just I haven't hit a single person this entire one shot. You hit the bugs. <laughs> <laughs> with a tree. Uh, I need more trees. <laughs> with a tree. <laughs> All right, it's Casey's turn. He's gonna, you're holding him up. He's got his one gold dagger in one hand. He's gonna reach into his bandolier, pull out another dagger and look at you, Renan. Listen, I don't know what your deal is, but I'm tired of being a bad guy. I'm the good guy now and I gotta kill that guy. So bad stuff starts happening. And he's gonna take one of the daggers as he's gonna huck it at Scrumps. Oh no, not Scrumps. Oof, that is a 22, so that death hits. Oh, oh for fuck's sake. Uh... Scrumpy is gonna take six damage. And then he, with the other dagger, he's going to try to stab you twice. 
Renin. That's a lot of attacks. <laughs> try it. Uh, three to be exact. Uh, it's 22 on the first hit. Okay. That's a natural 20 on the second. Oh, no. And it's a two on the third. Okay. Okay, so the first one is going to get you for five. Second one is going to get you for ten. So both are going to hit you as he stabs you twice. Christ almighty. Uh, Renan drops. And Renan falls to the ground. Oh, man. Oh, boy. I have exactly 16. Oh, God. Renan, as this dagger stabs you once, you go a little fuzzy. Stabs you twice, and you feel your stealth start to fade a little bit as you drop to your knees. Lambert, it's your turn. Okay, when when these guys came in, where did you say they came in? Where where do they currently stand? They came in the way that you came from. They did. The okay. So Lambert was taking a step forward and starting to slam his hand, and when he sees Reevesy dive in and Paula go in, he's thinking about what happened just a little while ago with the ice shard and he still doesn't know exactly what he's doing but static starts to build up in his hands and he takes a couple more steps gets right up close to Casey and just slams his hands together and grunts with pain and cast thunder wave at second level right in Casey's face and that's going to be a constitution save that's bad. That's an eight. Total of nine. He got a nine. Okay, so it's going to hit him full. Uh, that that second level, Thank so it's going to be... Uh, uh, it could be worse. Seven damage, and he's going to be pushed ten feet away. Oh, cool. Nice. As you clap your hands, he's blasted back. And All right, Reevesy, you're up, buddy. Oh, fuck. Oh, shit. Uh, oh, Lambert does, Lambert does turn and just shout back at... Uh, at uh, Scrumps, it's just Scrumpy and says, uh, fool, do something. Find, find Maurice. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, no. Does it look like Scrumpy's going to do anything kind of at this moment? I'm going to have him go on initiative 20, like a layer action. Um, fuck. Uh, Renan. Um, what do I do? What do I do? I genuinely think that Reevesy struggles with this for a minute and then just not knowing how he could possibly help Renan and with just a little bit of faith in sort of Renan's undeath mm. uh, he is going to turn and take a swing at the knight's knees game in the knees <laughs> in the knees before. okay that is a 17 to hit just misses oh what? he's in full he's in full plate uh yeah, I'll, you know what? I'll take the hide action behind the knight again. 12 uh, on that stealth. Um, Scrumpy, you see, he's just staring at Azza's head. He's, like, in shock. Um, and Lambert, when you call him, he sort of, like, jolts out of it for a second. Goes, <sighs> and you see him, like, run to a part of the room and start, like, looking through, like, stones and things. Um, and he pulls out a bottle and takes a big swig. And when he does, this glow of arcane energy appears as it these little darts of light start to shoot out of him, slamming into Casey and Tuck. And they are going yes. to both take... I was waiting for that second name to drop. <laughs> it's like, wait, what's the second Tuck or us. <laughs> so both of them are going to take 10 damage. 10 damage nice. each for both of them. Okay, okay. Casey's been getting pelted. Good. Yeah, Casey's not looking too good. 
Now it is uh, Tuck's turn. He has to just make a saving throw. What's his saving throw? Yeah, 13. Oh, roll high so we can kill people. <laughs> a no. three! He's still asleep. <laughs> yes! Next is Renan's turn. Oh, Renan. Oh, no. Make a death save. Uh, with advantage, at least. Yeah, yes. hell yeah. Yes. Yes! 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 Ren, <gasps> you feel yourself starting to fade into nothing, and you see these gates in front of you, these old gates, like the gates to a, to a garden, overgrown and rusted, and a light kind of slams you in the back, and you turn, and you see this giant egg. And inside the egg, you see this flicker of flame and sky and stars. And you just hear a voice say, not yet. And you <gasps> catch your breath. You come back with one hit point And can you roll me a bardic inspiration die, please? Gave me chills. I rolled a three. You're going to come back with a uh, a total of four hit points then, as opposed to just Incredible. the one. Nice. As it seems that there is an element <gasps> of otherworldliness in this place that connected to you in that moment. Yes. Incredible. All right. You're up, but that was your turn. Paula, it is your turn. All righty. Let's try and hit this big boy again, shall we? Fingers crossed <laughs> for Paula actually getting a hit in. Uh, nope. That's a four and a five. Fuck's oh sake. What I will do though, what I will do. Yeah. All right. Listen, um, I get a, uh, what's it called? Um, action surge. Uh-huh. Yes, thank uh, you. So I can, I can try that again. Yes, please <laughs> do it. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Please. The D&D gods be with me. <gasps> yeah. I think 23. 23? <laughs> yes. Hits. 23 hits. 23 yes, hits. Exactly. Uh, yes. <laughs> like, fucking Christ. Uh, 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 do as much oh. damage as humanly possible here, please. I, Everything yes, into it. Like, okay, let's see how much damage I can. Add a d6. I am burning my reaction. So 16 damage in total. 16? Hooray! Nice. You see Casey looking at... Tuck, who's all like frozen and getting battered, and then look at Scrumpy, and you see him take out his dagger. Him look at Scrumpy, and his eyes just keep turning to Tuck. He's like, "Dang it!" And he's gonna run away from Scrumpy towards you guys, and he's gonna jump on your back, Paula, and stab you three times in your back. Ah! Oh shit! All right. Uh, that's gonna miss. That's an eight. Uh, that's gonna miss. That's a ten. That's a 22. Uh, yeah, that, that will hit, yeah. yeah. Oof, okay, you're gonna take six damage. Lambert, it's your turn. Little bastard. Lambert's gonna turn and he's gonna fiddle in his pouches and he pulls out a piece of bark and he just eats it and swallows it. You see him chomping and it's coming out of his mouth and then all across his body, just becomes a shell of, of, he looks like an old tree bark just growing over his body. He's gonna cast uh, bark skin. As he does the bark skin, that's when he starts taking off the leathers and you see the transformation. And he's gonna wild shape as a bonus. And, <laughs> and suddenly the giant hyena's there, but there's just underneath the fur, you see instead of 
regular skin. It almost looks like he's covered in barky scabs all over. So he's bark skinned, wild shaped, <laughs> done. Incredible. Very cool. Very cool. Reevesy. You always do get up, don't you, Miss Brennan? You ready for this? Yup. <coughs> We're gonna fucking kill these guys, right? Yup. You go. <laughs> All right. Let's fucking go. Uh, and Reevesy is going to uh, swing on Casey. Uh, that is a 17 to hit. 17 hits. Amazing. Nice. We are going to do base damage plus sneak attack for a total of 17 bludgeoning damage. Describe how you take Dang. out Casey. Yes! Fucking end him! Casey's like up on Paula's shoulders, so like if this sword had been any shorter, Reevesy would not have been able to reach. But there's just this, this moment of like a big swing that then comes down and just cracks him at the base of the skull. Yes. And with a deep and wet crunch, his whole head kind of like <laughs> into his chest a little bit, like oh. in a way that it's not supposed to. And his eyes kind of roll back and he just falls to his knees. And you hear a muffled and painful scream come from the sound of inside Tuck's armor as he watches Casey fall. Yeah, that's right, you fucking jabroni. Scrumpy, still looking kind of frazzled, is going to take another big swig from his flask. And as he wipes the drink away, a blast of energy is going to launch out of his hand towards Tuck as he casts Chromatic Orb. That uh, misses. That's terrible, Scrumpy. You have a really good spellcasting modifier, and you rolled a two. So it crashes against the wall. The energy kind of spatters and fades. It is now Tuck's turn. There we go. That's what I'm talking about. That's a 17. Damn it. He's woken up. So you can see him like come back to life. And he isn't looking at any of you. He is looking at Casey. And he starts to move to Casey's body. But that is uh, that is his turn. Renan, you're up. Uh-uh. Don't like that. Um... Renan feeling really petty about being taken down by Casey and seeing that Casey is down on the ground um, looks at Took walking over and thinks in pleasure about the sounds of Casey gurgling on his own blood while he's dying and is going to cast dissonant whispers to share that same sound in Took's mind that's incredible. It's fucking sick. Ooh. Is that a wisdom saving throw? Yes, please. Do it. Do all the wisdom stuff. He got a 15. Oh, he passes. Damn oh. it. He passes? I think he still takes half damage, right? Yes. All right, cool. Half of 17. Eight. So I could hear his friend screaming for death. <laughs> Always pleasant. As... As a bonus action, I am going to turn to Reevesy and go, you did great, and give him a bardic. Oh, hey. awesome. Reevesy, you feel the the enhancement inside you, and uh, it is now Paula's turn. Uh, Paula is going to, again, the 
tattoos glow as she just just grows um, up in size. Mm -hmm. And she is going to grab on to Took and sort of drag him back, like grapple him, basically. All right, make an athletics check. I get advantage on that. Yes, I get advantage. Oh, baby boy. That's a 25. Cool. So you successfully grapple him and start dragging him away from Casey. Yeah. Cause I don't know. Let me help him. He yells. Lambert, it's your turn. So Lambert in full bark skinned hyena form is gonna watch Paula drag Tuck away. And then Lambert's gonna just bound on the other direction. And as he passes Reevesy, just gonna growl. <laughs> and he's gonna jump and run on the wall and use the charger feet to get all that distance and rush right back towards Paula, leap into the yes. air and go straight for the head. And he's going to make an attack. Oh no, plus five is 10. 10? No, you clam into his armor, but you make no impact, unfortunately. Uh, Reevesy, it is your turn. I think the first thing that Reezy does is he rushes over to Brennan. Miss Brennan, are you good? Yeah, I, I'm gonna be okay. If you need to fight, you can fight first. <laughs> I mean, listen, I know we've been doing all right out here, but like, if this guy fucking dies, we lose our entire paycheck, and that is a risk I do not relish in taking. I'm gonna go check on him, and I'm gonna get ready for anything that comes our way. Okay? Okay. Uh, Reevesy is going to kind of try to lock eyes with Scrumpy. Uh, what, what's, the, what's the read there? Does Scrumpy feel threatened? Scrumpy looks overwhelmed. This is somebody who hasn't spoken to anyone other than Aza in probably four months. And uh, now there's a bunch of people fighting and Aza dead. And it's like he's not ready for a fight. Okay. But he looks unhurt. He looks largely unharmed. Yeah, he's mostly okay. Okay. I think that Reevesy is going to take a step in his direction and just make sure that he is standing in between uh, Tuck and Scrumpy and mm-hmm. is going to ready an action uh, to attack if he comes by. All right, sounds good. Tuck is going to use his Righteous Fury feature as oh. his body. You hear him say like, no. His armor is going to start to glow for a very faint second, or at least rather, he is almost going to glow underneath his armor. This weird pulse of, like, anger coming out of him. Um, And he is going to turn, and he is going to swing his uh, greatsword at you, Um, Paula. Mm -hmm. That is a 19. Yeah, that hits. So you're going to take seven slashing damage and 13 radiant damage. Oh my Total. goodness. All right, I'm gonna try and do Stone's Endurance to kind of minimize some of that. Um, okay, so I save 14 damage of that. Um, okay. So that's six damage in total. And he is going to swing at you again. That is a 24 that definitely hits. Yeah. Oh. 10 slashing damage, and he's going to use a higher level spell slot on his divine smite right now. Oh no! So it's 26 damage. 26? Yep. 
Boyji, Boyji, shit. I'm, yeah, okay, I'm still okay. And you feel like his armor is getting hotter as you're holding him. Um, next is Renan. Renan desperately wants to get in on the action, but also knows when she needs to heal. So she is going to bring out her shoddy little towel and just kind of rub where she got stabbed and cast cure wounds on themselves. Okay. Cool, 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 that's, cool. that's all I got. That's all right. It's all right. It's good. It's fucking valid. Paula, you're up. You're still holding this guy. You have a choice now. You can keep holding on to him or you are going to start taking damage mm-hmm. as his armor is heating up from oh some God. fury building inside of him. I'm going to have to let go. All right, so you let go as you feel your fingertips start to singe a little bit. Yeah, and then she is going to take another swing. Come on. Come on. 16? 18, sorry. Yeah, fuck. Crack against the armor. It Lambert. Oh. Just furious that he missed. He's just going to just going to attack again. Um Ah, man. Uh it's uh 11. Oh fuck. 11 does not hit. However, you do take one radiant damage. Holy shit. Reevesy, you are up. Okay, things have turned and are not going as well as I would have hoped. Mm-hmm. Reevesy's going to close the gap and try to hide behind Lambert. Mm-hmm. So let's go ahead and roll that first. Uh, that's an 18. Cool. Yep, you feel pretty comfortably hidden. And then he's going to take a swing at Took. All right. That's a 17 to hit. Misses. Yet. Reevesy takes... 10 radiant damage. 10? Reevesy's down. Oh, fuck. Reevesy, as you make that strike, you're blown back and you fall on the ground. Scrumpy reaches out, tries to shoot another chromatic orb. That one hits. All right. Tuck is going to take, that's not bad, 12 lightning damage. Tuck is now, like, in this crazy sort of, like, celestial rage that he's entering into. It is weird looking. It is otherworldly looking. And all you hear coming out from under his armor is this wail of anger and pain and desperately swinging around his eyes, go back to Casey and then go to Reevesy. Why did you kill him? And he's going to swing at you. 21. It hits, yeah. Um, that is 10 slashing and 4 radiant. It's 2 death save failures. Then he is going to take his great sword. And he's going to look at KC and he's going to say, If I don't have you, I don't have anything. And he's going to stab the great sword down into Reevesy. Holy shit. Uh, Reevesy. You feel yourself leave from your body and you start to see in the distance sort of around your vision these slow twisting vines and roots and you find yourself standing in a strange tunnel. You feel yourself pulled towards something. A light and a, and a, and a sound of 
running water. And at that, Tuck drops his sword, falls to his knees, takes his helmet, tears it off, finish it. (laughs) Going right for the head. And he lets you take it. You all pause for a moment. You see Reeves's body lying on the ground next to Tuck. Renan. What do you do? I honestly think she would just start crying. Oh. She might start shaking his body and just, like... If I can make it through the door, you can too. So you need to get through. Like mm-hmm. <sighs> Reevesy took the only thing that mattered to Tuck, but they almost took the only thing that mattered to Reevesy. The money? <laughs> Listen, Renan knows. Renan knows their place. <laughs> Putting two little coins on oh. Reevesy's eyes. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> The very first thing Renan's doing is taking Reevesy's body and burying it with all the gold they had. All of it. Aww. That's cute. As the three of you stand together, reflecting on your friend past and what choices you should make with this strange arcanist you've found, something happens. Paula, you hear a little bit of a sound. Renan, you kind of look behind you. Lambert, you see it too. The egg shakes a little bit and starts to crack. This concludes The Hateful Fate. We'd like to offer a special thanks to our guests, Nick Plaisance can be found on Delightful Dungeon Diving. And Sin can be found on TikTok at sensationally.me. We would also like to thank our Rally Defenders, Elderberry and Darlene Wallace. Thank you and good night.